Al Anderson Afternoons, the podcast. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Constable Tammy Scrabbock on Winnipeg's recent carjackings. Coach Potato Brett McGarry on the Emmys and how we consume TV. And I'll call Molly's Reach from the old Beachcombers TV show, It's for Sale. Please rate the podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast. And now, the podcast. Tammy Scrabbick is a constable, Winnipeg Police Service, and she joins us on the phone right now. Good afternoon, Tammy. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for doing this. So um, I had to have you on today. I woke up this morning to news of uh, carjackings. Is this really becoming a thing in our city? You know, we're seeing an increase compared to the last couple of years. Again, this year, we, we are seeing a definite increase in the carjackings. Um, initially, we thought it was over the winter because the winter was exceptionally cold. Um, but they're just continuing throughout the year. What's the point or, or what seems to be, is, is there sort of a, can you point to something and say, oh, they're, they're going for the, the car, they're going for the person's uh, belongings, money. What's the point to this? Yeah, more, more often than not, it's, it's the vehicle. Um, they're looking as, uh, for a means of transportation. So either a means of escape or they're running from something or they need to get to something um, or they need a vehicle to commit a crime in. So it's really, it's about the vehicle, not the person. And unfortunately, the person is usually who gets injured in these incidents. Yeah, and we are seeing, uh, you know, people being tased. We've got another incident uh, where uh, a trigger was pulled, but luckily the gun didn't go off. I mean, this is uh, horrifying. Exactly. And that is that is a trend we're seeing is that the increase in violence is definitely accelerating. Um, you know, we used to see uh, people confronting people in their vehicles, demanding that they get out, um, and not a lot of violence taking place, you know, other than the the incident itself, which is quite traumatizing. But now we're seeing weapons, whether it's knives, whether it's guns, um, whether it's bear spray actually being used on people to obtain their vehicles. And this isn't just in those neighborhoods, right? Those neighbor, those stereotypical Winnipeg neighborhoods that maybe are known as a little rougher. This is happening in South St. Vitale. It's happening in neighborhoods that might surprise people. Right. The last couple that we've seen, you know, South St. Vitale was, was one out by uh, the St. Vitale Mall. The most recent one is out in uh, the west end, uh, west side of city in St. James area. Yeah. So what do we do, Tammy? What's your best advice for people? We know that this is happening. I know you guys are on this. You're dealing with it as best you can. What advice would you give somebody driving a vehicle to try and prevent this from happening to them? Yeah, people actually driving, we recommend keeping their doors locked, keep their windows rolled up, you know, only open a little bit, um, keeping their vehicles in uh, in drive, uh, you know, we know a lot of times people are stopped and they put the vehicle in, in park at a red light to, to search for stuff and they're not paying attention. It's, it's making sure you have that exit if something does happen. Yeah, and be aware, right? I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times, and, and don't worry about being rude, right? Roll, rolling your window up and making sure your door is locked because... At this point, we know this stuff is happening. I think it's important that we take whatever measures we can to protect ourselves. Be aware of what's around you, who's around you, are they heading towards you, and take action uh, quickly, right? Absolutely. And we tell people, if you're stopped and you see something that is 
you know, it's uneasy. Somebody's running towards your car. You know, there's a car vehicle beside you acting suspicious. Leave. If it means running a red light, do so safely, but leave and get yourself out of that situation into a place of safety. Just, we ask people to remain calm and, and to just remember those those few things that you've said. Yeah, and I was just listening to Skylar's newscast there, you know, and, and we've got guns, it seems, mm-hmm. uh, in the news uh, so much. It, you know, it wasn't that long ago these stories would be shocking to Winnipeggers, and it's almost become sort of commonplace, hasn't it? And that's the fear. That's the fear is that, you know, either as, a, as citizens of Winnipeg or, you know, people occupying, you know, the, the city in different businesses or whatever it is, that we're going to become used to this type of violence. And I think, you know, as a city and as a police service and as other people, you know, that occupy our city, we need to stand up to this kind of violence and, and put things in place to prevent it. Tammy, thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Tammy Skrabek, she is a constable, Winnipeg Police Service, carjackings, guns. We're seeing a lot of this now. You scared? I am. Fleabag. It was Fleabag's night. The Amazon comedy winning Best Comedy and a surprise over Veep and last year's winner, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, creator and star Phoebe Waller-Bridge, also won Best Actress. Well, this is just getting ridiculous. And she won Best Writer, four Emmys on the night, the most of any series. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones with the big prize, Best Drama in its final season, tying the record for most Best Drama wins at four with L.A. Law, Mad Men, Hill Street Blues, and The West Wing. Game of Thrones, only one other win on the night, Best Supporting Actor for Peter Dinklage. Backstage at the Emmys, Jason Athenson, ABC News. All right. Yeah, so sorry to interrupt there. Um, So that's what happened at the Emmys last night. Let's talk a bit about it. I mentioned Jeff Braun, one of the couch potatoes. The other couch potato is Brett McGarry. And, of course, he is also one of the co-hosts of The Start here on CJOB, weekday mornings from 6 to 10. Hello, Brett. Hi there, how's it going? Good, thank you for doing this. Did you watch the Emmys? I did actually watch them, yeah. All was, three hours? I did. I wasn't going to, and I just kept going. I kept saying to myself, I should be going to bed. I should go to bed. And next thing I knew, it was 10 o'clock. So I sat through the Emmys. Did you like no host? Not really. Yeah. Yeah, it just it didn't seem to. You know to... what my problem is when there's no host? There's no one to blame. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The next day, right? There's no scapegoat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It just seemed to be missing something. It, it, taking, the, I think it helped to move things along, mm. but there there was no glue. Yeah. Right? Like there was, the, yeah. the, the host is the, the sort of anchor that kind of resets everything, and yeah. uh, there was no real opening monologue. They just did that kind of dumb skit at the mm-hmm. beginning where Anthony Anderson had to run into the back and try to find somebody to come out. So I don't know. Award shows in general are always yeah. boring. I did not watch a minute of it and i don't feel today like i missed anything well maybe i missed everybody going huh flea bag what's that yeah that's exactly what i think most people are doing right now mm. because this is a show that and i think i even remarked with jeff braun and the couch potatoes this week that i had never didn't even know what it was i'd yeah. never heard of it it's a show on amazon yep. it's based uh, on a this uh, the woman who created the show and wrote it and stars in it, Phoebe Waller Bridge. It's based on a one person play she did six or seven years ago. Yeah. Uh, She's also the woman behind Killing Eve. So I wonder, yes. So I wonder if maybe people weren't paying attention to this show because of the success of Killing Eve, and maybe that's how it got the attention. And then everybody went, wow, good show. I don't know. I, I, did, I had no idea the two were connected. Yeah. That's crazy. My dad loves that Killing Eve show. Yeah, it's I a good show. Watch that. But uh, so she she basically plays a 
kind of a, a screwed up woman who has a voracious sexual appetite. Mm. And by all accounts, it's hilarious. Huh. I mean, the fact that she won best uh, actress yep. defeating Ju- Julia Louis-Dreyfus was a shock. And then the fact that it won best comedy mm. defeating Veep was also a shock. And the problem, the reason why most people don't know what it is is because it's on Amazon. Mm. And I don't know a single person yeah, who's on either. Amazon. I, I was on it very briefly because they had that show... American Gods, mm. and it got all kinds of buzz, so I had to check it out. So I signed up for Amazon, but I didn't like... At the time, it wasn't still compatible with Google Chromecast, mm. so if I'm watching it on my phone, and then I can just... If I watch a YouTube video on my phone, I can just throw it to my yeah. Google Chromecast, and it pops up on my TV. But uh, it's not directly compatible, so mm-hmm. I had to use a workaround, and the picture quality was ho-hum. So yeah. until they get that thing solved, and maybe they have fixed that by now, I don't know. I I haven't checked because right. I'm not compelled enough to get Amazon yet, but they do have more shows they're coming. They're getting more shows, yeah. And there are some shows, like they're going to have that Lord of the Rings thing. Mm-hmm. You better believe I'll be on Amazon when that show eventually hits. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Amazon swallowed up uh, a show that was canceled by Sci-Fi, just this nerdy little show about space called The Expanse. I love it. It's been yeah. one of my favorite shows on television for the last three years. So when that pops up the next season, I will be getting Amazon. But it just gets to a point like, where does this stop? Because I've got cable with... Uh, like, and I've got pretty much everything cable related. I've got Netflix. Uh, before I was on Crave, but that that's kind of been lumped in now. Like yep. if you Crave and uh, HBO and all that, it's all one thing. So mm-hmm. you're not paying for them separately. Yeah. You've got Amazon. Disney is get about to launch their service in November. Right. And Apple. they're all fighting over these classic sitcoms, right? They're all fighting over Friends and Seinfeld. And I mean, they're all trying to get something to attract people to their streaming service. Yeah, Netflix just paying, was it like $500 million or something to get the uh, the rights for Seinfeld? Uh, Apple has their service coming mm-hmm. with that show, The Morning Show, with Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon, right. Steve Carell. Like they're, so there's too much. Yeah. yeah, you're leading into where I wanted our conversation to go beautifully. I don't know if you planned this or not. I wanted to start with the Emmys to get us into this, but Jeff Courier was talking about this on his show today, how we consume the shows now. Sure, we have cable, but there are all these streaming services. I was telling you before we started chatting on air here, Jackie and I will hear about a show, and rather than, you know, pay the 10 bucks for the service that has that one show we have an interest in, we'll go to iTunes, buy a show, the first episode. If we like it, then we'll commit to the season. What's that cost to buy one episode? Like $249, $299. And then if you buy the season, it's cheaper, right? So it's kind of a la carte. And then I'm watching more YouTube than I am real television these days, right? I, I like going back and watching, uh, you know, Howard's the week on Howard Stern show or David Dobrik is a young YouTuber that I kind of get a kick out of. So I'm watching a lot of that now. So the way we consume TV now has changed so much and it's only going to change more, I think. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I spend a lot of time on YouTube as well. I subscribe to a uh, whole like a bunch of golfing channels right. and cell cell phone channels. I don't know why I have this. I I'd like to know what's going on in the world of uh, cell phone technology yeah. and uh, and some just parody channels. And sometimes two hours will go by and I will realize, oh my god, I yep. just wasted two hours of my life watching stupid YouTube videos. <laughs> uh, and never mind the fact that I have fifty hours of television that I need to catch up on on yeah. my PVR. But uh, I am curious to see. 
how many of these services survive? They can't all survive, can they? I don't. I, I don't, don't know. think so. I don't. It doesn't seem like they should all be able to survive, but who knows? Because you, you either that or pe- what might end up happening is people will maybe say, "I don't need my Netflix right now, so I'll cancel that." Right, and then I'll sign up for Amazon. Mm. I'll watch this show, and then I'll cancel that. A lot of these services too, they offer like free thirty-day trials. Right, so you could theoretically sign up for the trial, watch your show, and then cancel and get out. But yeah, with all of these streaming services, and it's not just these independent providers like Netflix or mm-hmm. like CBS has their own streaming They've all service. got their own streaming, yeah. NBC is doing one, which is weird because NBC Universal has already had Hulu for years now. That's mm-hmm. uh, only available in the United States. There's another service out there called BritBox, and it's all British, British shows. Yeah. shows. Mm-hmm. So there are so many options for streaming. And I kind of wonder, like, is traditional cable mm. eventually going to go away? Because you can't expect people to pay $100, $200 for your cable bill and then another 5 to 10 bucks for each of these streaming services. Right. Like, it, we, we've already talked about, what, 5 Yeah. So we're going to pay another 50 bucks. Or Netflix is, what, $13 yeah. a month, I think? Yeah, something depends. But, yeah, about that, 10 or 12 bucks. I, what it, it was for me, when I got my cable, I just said, yeah, give me everything, right, yeah. years ago. And then I started looking at the bill, and I'm going, this is getting kind of crazy. Talking to Jackie, do we? what do we watch on such and such a channel? Well, nothing. What do we watch... So I started getting down to just the channels where there's a show that we like to watch. Yep. And then, like I said, we do a la carte, right? We enjoy Netflix. We haven't got any other services. Maybe we'll look at some of the new services. Haven't got any yet. And we do the a la carte thing. If it's a show like Killing Eve, hey, let's watch an episode. We like it. Okay, let's do the season. And I think that's cheaper than buying a streaming service for one show. Yeah, and you know what? I, now that you, you mentioned that, what I would like to see the cable companies do is make it easy for you to pick exactly which channels you want rather than right. packages. Um, because sometimes you do want access to, say, the History Channel. They've got yeah. Vikings, right? Mm. Uh, but that might be the only show you watch, and you might not need it for six months of the mm-hmm. year. So you should be able to cancel... Certain channels. They're getting better at that. They are getting a little better, but they still make it damn hard. Yeah. Like when I, I remember when I, we're going back a few years now, but when I, I did the same thing with my Shaw, I scaled back some of the services because there were like 50 channels I wasn't watching, Mm. but I couldn't get rid of all the channels I wanted to get rid of. And, and there were other channels that I wanted to keep, but if I got rid of a certain package, I would lose that. So yeah. it would be nice if I could just go down the line and pick the channels I want, mm. and then they, they charge you based on your yeah. usage. And, and like I said, you can do some of that now, um, but it's not – and they charge you a premium sometimes, right? Oh, yeah. you want that channel. That channel's going to cost you this, and sometimes you're better off just taking the package. You know what we'll do? I noticed today, Cam – that uh, Molly's Reach is for sale from the old Beach com- uh, Comer show. I've been there a couple times. You've been there? Yeah, yeah. No, I've had breakfast there a bunch of times. I used to live in Seashell when I was a young kid. It was just down the road from Gibson's. Apparently, after uh, the show, they the the show, the Beach Comer show, yeah. leased it for many years. And then it sat empty after the show got canceled for a long time. Mm. And then somebody opened up this restaurant. Yeah. And it's good, eh? Oh, fantastic! Like just and the view—it's got a nice of the of the of yeah. the, the straight or whatever the heck it's called there. Well, it's but for sale. It's fantastic! I'm oh, gonna, is it? Should we call? I, I just—I'm just curious to know what they want for the thing. Yeah, I think you should. Yeah. Let's call. 
<clears throat> Molly's Reach. And where is it in BC? It's in Gibson's BC. Gibson's BC. Sunshine Coast. All right, here we go. Molly's Reach. Brittany speaking. Is this really Molly's Reach? This is really Molly's Reach. You're kidding. Who am I talking to? Uh, this is Brittany. And Brittany. Yourself? Hi, it's Hal Anderson at CJOB Radio in Winnipeg. Are you kidding me? I'm We're not. Radio. I grew up. I grew up watching the Beachcombers and seeing Molly's Reach, and here I am talking to you on the phone today. Okay. <laughs> is it true? I know you're getting close to lunch out there, so I won't bother you for too long. Is it true the place is for sale? It is for sale. You're kidding. They want to retire, eh? They are going to retire. Yeah. Yeah. How much are they asking? I'm just curious. I think around three seventy nine. That's a good deal because I just saw a picture of it now updated, and it's a beautiful restaurant. It is. Am I on the radio right you now? You are on the radio right now. Awesome. <laughs> hey, Brittany, that's very cool. I saw that it was for sale, and I thought, man, i got to at least try to call out there. How long have you worked there? Uh, this is my second time working here. I've worked here now for three months. Excellent. Well, listen, thanks for taking a few minutes. I sure appreciate it. Cool. Thank you. So there you go, Brittany at uh, Molly's Reach, which is for sale and not a bad price. How right? much? Three seven? What'd you say? Three seventy nine? Oh yeah, three seventy something. That doesn't sound like a lot of money, especially no. out there. Like yeah, when I was living out there, it was like kind of like kind of, it wasn't dumpy, but mm-hmm. then all of a sudden the big Vancouver cottages came up and stuff like that. You know, here's a, here's a thought I had though. I wonder if these owners are, are getting to the point where they retire, but at some point you lose your, your built-in audience, your built-in crowd, your yeah. customer, right? Yeah. Because as people get older, right, like normally somebody your age wouldn't even know what the Beachcombers was. See, yeah, and the only reason I really knew what it was was because I li- we were living in the area, right? right? Yeah. So we used to, I used to watch it all the time as a kid. Yeah. yeah. Relic and yeah. Bruno Gerussi <laughs> and yeah. oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see if I can find the theme real quick for that. If I can find the theme. I I can probably find it. I got it here. I think I have it. Okay. Yeah, I do. We'll go to a break with the theme. We're coming back, though. Don't go anywhere. It's Hal Anderson Afternoons on CJOB. Anderson Afternoons, the podcast, is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.